You're listening to episode 127 of the STEM Space. Today, Natasha and I are talking all about STEM careers and why you should be sharing them in your classroom. You can connect the challenges that you're doing to the real world using STEM careers and igniting a path for your students to follow. We'll also share why you should be talking about stories of famous scientists and engineers and their failures to help your students persevere. Tune in. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Claire. How's it going? I sound like a dying goat. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) I think it's that time of year where it's like, it's just allergies, but it could also be COVID strep, the cold flu. Right. I got my flu shot. I got my COVID shot. I'm hoping it's nothing, but I, you know how I am. I just like lose my voice sometimes Yes. (laughs) and I don't ever really get sick around losing my voice. It just happens. True. And I know that there's like those things that you can buy that are the only thing that I can relate them to is like a garment steamer, but you can use it for your voice. Have you seen these? No, I need it. When I started teaching, I completely lost my voice like the first two months because I was talking so much. And so people recommended that, but I just used my garment steamer and it seemed to work the same. I do have one. And that actually, I talked all day yesterday. I was in like meetings and teaching and all the things. Maybe that's what it is. Cause I do feel fine. It's just, I woke up without a voice. It may just be too much talking. I need to garment steam my voice. (laughs) Yes. It just can get really hot. So don't go too close. Like waft, waft in the steam. I have hot tea right now. So I'm going to just. Yeah. I think you need more concentrated steam. Yeah. Yeah. Try that. That's a good tip. I remember (laughs) cough drop saved me when I started teaching. Mm. My voice would get like all scratchy and sore. Yes. It was like quick fix. But any teachers out there, if you have tips for saving your voice from teaching all day. (laughs) Yes, we all need that. I I just keep chocolate in my drawer. That seems to help everything. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. I have a gigantic bag left from Halloween that I'm slowly going through. (laughs) And you're actually in your classroom right now. I am, which is fun. I have a class in a couple, uh, well, no, one hour. And so I'm excited to get to talk to you before that class starts. I have kindergarten. So we're going through the alphabet STEM curriculum. And today is letter F. So they're going to be learning about things that float by making little foil boats. Classic. And then uh, friction. So we'll be rolling cars, toy cars down different surfaces and talking about friction. That'll be fun. There is someone on Instagram that is doing our whole alphabet STEM series and is tagging us every week. Um, So I appreciate, I need to look up who that is. So I've been trying to repost, but it's so fun because there's the one, um, I think it's letter T and then they're using the popsicle sticks to make um, artwork. Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen that post. It's no. so, it was this oh. morning and it was like stick to yourself, like kind of be yourself. And then they use a popsicle stick in their artwork and they draw about them. Oh, and so it's a book about the stick, I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Really, I didn't make that product, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nope. But uh, yeah, I saw that school is posting a bunch of our stuff. I think they're doing uh, not just the alphabet STEM. I think they're also doing like STEM explorers. They're doing a lot of our curriculum, which is awesome. It's really fun to see how other schools are doing uh, what I'm also doing and what you're also have done. It's the uh, Windcroft STEM School. And they have like zipline and I've seen them do the tower uh, cup tower challenge. Yes. They called it the cup pyramid challenge. Um, and so then I know they did the letter U a couple of days ago with ultraviolet light um, and umbrellas to keep their monster dry from the rain. <laughs> it is so, so cute. Um, and so this letter T that I was talking about, they explore temperature tables and tinker with a stick after reading the book Sticks, written and illustrated by Diane Alder. Mm. Awesome. So you just taught yesterday yeah. on, uh, you're making up curriculum as you go, aren't you? I guess. With your undergrads. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, when I, I say that I'm teaching our curriculum, uh, I mean that I always when we've talked about this all the time i always intend on just doing what i've done before but i can't do it i have to change things up it's just fun so i'm always adding new things and then i go back and add stuff to some of our products but uh yeah i love making oh, things. speaking of adding things so shout out to julie uh, one of our vivify team members she's going through all the alphabet stem lessons right now and mm -hmm. adding teacher slides so if you are using that curriculum, you can start re-downloading. I think she's on letter E. Um, and so they will all have teacher slides to go with it. Yes. And I've started using them and they're incredible. So I am so grateful for our team members that make amazing teacher slides. That's something that I am terrible at. Yeah, mine are just white and maroon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the like templates that Google Slides has of slide yeah. backgrounds, mm -hmm. that's what mine are. But yeah, they add amazing pictures and visual aids that really help out in the classroom and lots of links to really great videos and ways to kind of help. Um, I use them as like cues because yeah. I teach like seven different classes in a day. And so remembering where I am on each class is really hard. But these slides make it really easy, especially the alphabet stem, because it has notes on the bottom that says, you know, what supplies you need or what you're, even though the kids can't read a lot of the stuff, it's for the teacher. For you. Yeah. So super helpful. Start redownloading those if you're working on alphabet STEM. Yes, definitely. And so my class, not alphabet STEM, um, yeah. <laughs> they are 18 to like 25 year olds. Um, so this is the physical science. I've been doing physics and chemistry. We're wrapping up the semester. And the one thing I changed that I hadn't really noticed in the past is they love stories just like kindergarten mm -hmm. um, but they are more fascinated by the story of the scientist and i realized this when i dressed up as marie curie nobody guessed it by the way on our post on halloween i had the little really instagram or, and tiktok video yeah. and it was the, my students were doing like elephant toothpaste but all spooky themed we had dry ice and then i put a little picture of me and i was like well, who am i so I was dressed up as Marie Curie and I was trying to be radioactive and I had the element that she discovered radium. And then there's this video, um, it's by Ted, like the Ted talks, but they have like an education channel 
and it's called The Genius of Marie Curie. And it talks about her story and it's so dramatic. Um, and also like her love life, but her challenges of being recognized as a scientist and how they weren't going to give her the Nobel Prize. They were just going to give it to her husband and the other guy. And he was like, no, she deserves it. And then it turns out she became the first person to get two Nobel Prizes, but in different categories. So like amazing, amazing person. Crazy. And my students had never heard of her and knew anything what? about her. Yeah. And so they were like, who is she? Like, they were so into it. Um, so then yesterday, I was like, let's see how we can pull some more stories together. And we talked about, in general, um, so right now this new science teaks, the standards in Texas are changing. And they're adding in STEM careers as a very explicit standard. And so teachers that are teaching science will also have to teach a little bit about STEM careers. And so we talked about what that is, um, and that's a whole other side conversation we can have. <laughs> but their assignment, they, I only gave them 10 minutes, and I randomly gave them a person. And so they got people they'd heard of, like Isaac Newton, but then there was some like Rosalind Franklin, um, Ada Lovelace, trying to find some unique um, people throughout history that had made some like science engineering contribution. Um, and so their job was to figure out information about that person and then tell the story in like 10 minutes. So you didn't tell them who these people were. They had to research the name. They just drew a name out of a bucket oh. and they got the name. And I was like, you have 10 minutes to throw something together, figure out who they are. Um, and it was really fun. And the, the best part, it was them having discussions and discovering these people so one person that I had never heard of, and I have this book, Incredible Stories of the World's Most Ingenious Inventors. Ooh. And this lady, I think it's Heidi Lamar. Oh, Hedy Lamar. Hedy Lamar. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. You want to, what do you remember about her? So she was a famous actress, uh, yeah. but she also is a super genius because she laid the groundwork for, um, what, what, what is it? Um, like it was for Wi-Fi. Okay. But she like broke codes. Yeah. She did something uh -huh. for the government where she figured out how to, how to break codes and it like led to all this other stuff that we now do. So Wi-Fi, right. I think GPS is one of them. I think that's one of them. Yep. And phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she discovered that uh, this was World War II, that torpedoes um, that are controlled by radio signals back then, they could easily be intercepted. And so she actually paired up with a composer <laughs> and they figured out a way to code the signals to keep this interception from happening. And this is now called frequency hopping spe spread spectrum and was later used by the US Navy and then they turned it into technology that we use on our mobile phones and Wi-Fi. But it's crazy because she was just known as actually quoted as the most beautiful woman in the world. And she starred in all these uh, films, but rarely spoke like they just they're like, oh, she's so beautiful. Kind of like smart, but dumb kind of was her what people thought of her. But mm -hmm. on the back side, like she was inventing crazy stuff. And they were also kind of um, 
poking fun of her a little bit because she also invented things that weren't great. Oh, like, really? She was trying to make uh, carbonated drinks and there was a tablet she would put in like water and it would make it carbonated, but it tasted horrible. Oh. <laughs> But I mean, like, that's part of it, right? Part of being an inventor. Yes. You go through all the bad stuff to get to, like, amazing, groundbreaking technology. You know what would be a great book that I would buy is if they published a book on all the these inventors and all the terrible failures that they had. Like, famous inventors. They're mm -hmm. like, Benjamin Franklin, here's all of his failures. I think that would be a really good book. Just call it, like the failures of famous people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you could start with like this person eventually did this, but here's a list of everything that went wrong. Like how many light bulbs they had to go through. Yes. That's like a famous quote, mm -hmm. like a thousand or something like that, that Edison did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to show, and that's something that I teach when I teach about failure is I show famous people and I ask like I show all their pictures to my students and I say, okay, what do all these people have in common? And it'll be like Oprah, Michael Jordan, uh, Winston Churchill. And they'll all be like, oh, they're all famous. I'm like, oh, besides that. And we get down to, they were all huge failures. JK Rowling mm -hmm. saying that, you know, how many times did they fail? Like Winston Churchill, I think he um, failed out of high school or something like that. Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team. Um, Oprah Winfrey was fired from sort of some sort of news station because they said she wasn't good on TV. Uh, J.K. Rowling didn't get published by like some crazy number of publishers. Like ten publishers said no, her book ideas were not good before she went on to sell Harry Potter. You know, so. Uh, like all these people showing them that these are these people didn't just make it because they were some sort of brilliant, you know, knew the system. They they were failures, but they persevered. And so I think Great. being able to show, uh, make scientists real, make these people that we hold up on pedestals um, in their STEM careers as being human is huge. And I'm glad that they're adding that to the standards. Yeah. Okay. Crazy story, Dmitry Mendeleev, the one that was behind the periodic table as we know it today. Uh -huh. I played his video to my class. And this, how, do you know his story and kind of like the perseverance yeah. aspect? Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm gonna completely butcher it. But the gist <laughs> of it is he was in Russia, really rural town, had like a million brothers and sisters. His dad passes away, unfortunately. And so it's I think he was the oldest and then it was his mom trying to kind of take care of everyone, but she believed in him and was like, you are brilliant. You're going to be a famous chemist someday. So she built him a chemistry lab in a barn on their farm. Okay. So he's just like making chemical reactions, doing stuff, blows up the barn. Okay. Catches it on fire. And she's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I still believe in you. What? Then she was like, okay. So he turns like 17. I'm going to take you to the main university in Moscow in Russia. And you, you need to get an education if you're going to make something of yourself. So they get on a like horse and carriage, the two of them. I don't know what happened to the siblings, but the two of them, they blew up. I don't know. <laughs> 1,200 miles or something for months. They're traveling to get to this university. They get there. He's begging, like, let me in. And they're like, well, what's your education? And, you know, he's like just begging and begging to get in. And they realize with all this persistence, okay, let's give him a shot. So he gets in 
his mom dies the next day. She's <gasps> like, my job is done. You have made it to university, right? What happened to the children? I don't know. Um, so then he goes to this university and then the story from there is just like more wild stuff. Um, but just his perseverance and like figuring out these patterns of the periodic table. And then he didn't want anybody else to like know what he knew. So he wasn't like publishing things until he kind of had figured everything out. Mm -hmm. um, but where he really became known is there was this element. So there's like a bunch of holes at that point in the periodic table, right? They couldn't, they didn't, hadn't discovered everything. Um, and so some scientist comes out and is like, I have discovered a new element. And Dimitri reads it and was like, no, this is wrong. Like your data does not match my periodic table. And the guy's like, have you ever done an experiment with it? And he's like, no, I just know. Like my, my imaginary framework <laughs> tells me that you're wrong. <laughs> and so basically they find out that the guy who's doing the experiments messed up and Dimitri's data was right. And that's when they realized this is a powerful tool in determining these patterns. of So it's a good story. That is a good story, man. So my takeaway from that is as a mom, <laughs> how can I foster that perseverance in my child and not die? <laughs> well, what I got from is she modeled the perseverance. She yeah. was like, it doesn't matter that your dad passed away. Like, we're going to make this happen for you. I'm going to build you a lab in the barn. It blew up. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> We're going to keep going. Just keep asking. So I think that's the most important is showing to our kids and our students, like we also don't give up and modeling that behavior. Yep. The only true failure is giving up. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. So where we started with this is these stories. Um, so I had the students take a few minutes, learn about these people, and then they presented it to the class and they could do it in any way. So they could make a poster, they could do a dramatic reenactment of Isaac Newton getting hit by an apple, which is not a real story, but you know, <laughs> so they had a lot of fun with it. Um, one group, kind of an ad here for Canva, in five minutes turned around like a beautifully made presentation <laughs> in Canva. They're like, yeah, we sent you the link. I was like, what? <laughs> you got this five minutes ago. And she's like, yeah, we, she, it was beautiful. Um, <laughs> it was super fun. And I think the best part was their discovery of these stories and just kind of taking ownership and then like debating their, so like with Isaac Newton, the conversations I heard, oh, well, he discovered calculus or discovered, you know, this way of doing math and someone was like he didn't discover it he invented it it's totally made up mm. and they're like no it's real he discovered it so they're having these like really interesting um debates about it so super fun and i i think it's a great way to tell these stories and kind of weave it through the content um so what are ways claire you bring in careers well all of our lessons have career connections so we're really big on stem careers we've talked about in the past if kids don't see it then they can't be it so we always want to show them opportunities i know when i was little and i wanted to be an astronaut and then some you know people always like oh you want to be an astronaut that's cute you should do that and then i had a teacher once that said well how do you do that and i'd never been asked that before i was like well uh i don't know and I said, well, what kind of degree do you get? I, I don't know. Where do you go to school? I don't know. So I had to do a project figuring that out. And so unless we tell kids, well, if you want to do something like this, 
this is what you need to do and this is what you need to study. This is what type of job you would have to get some experience. Then, then they won't know. So you have to show them that path. So I think that's super important. One way I'm doing that actually today with my first graders is I, they like stories. And so I'm reading books that have to do with STEM careers. I like to show them real stories. So there's all these really good books about how things were invented, most of them by accident, like the guy who invented the, um, uh, what's it called? Popsicle. <laughs> That's a really good book. Uh, and it tells you how you can make your own at the end, which is fun. But there's a book that I'm reading today called Full of Beans. And oh, what's it by? Uh... Peggy Thong. I don't know if I can read that really well and I can't move because I'm stuck to my lapel mic, but, uh, but it talks about the story of Henry Ford and building cars. But what it, I'd never heard of before until this book is he talked about how he wanted to be able to help farmers as well and to make a sustainable car that was friendly for the environment. So he started making car parts out of soybeans. So it was like plastic made out of soy and fascinating story and really talks about how this guy cared so much. He ended up making a suit out of soybeans too. Uh, really crazy. Of course, this never took off this soybean card. Don't know what happened to it. Nobody really knows like why didn't this like happen, but I'm going to be showing my students how you can make plastic out of soybean oil. So we'll be doing that uh, next class period after I read this book. So I love talking about how you can use science and engineering in different types of careers and different types of applications. And so that's one way that I'm doing that today with first grade. But I know we also love to play the STEM career bingo game, which is a favorite. That's what I use for sub plans to expose kids to new different types of STEM careers. And of course, the are they a scientist engineer neither game. Yes, that's a really good one. I always start the year off with that. And always, they always choose the lab coat model as being a scientist. <laughs> I'm like, no, this guy is just from a magazine. Right. <laughs> Don't have to wear a lab coat to be a scientist. So one yeah. debate we are having in my class, <clears throat> which I talked about earlier, is like, how do you define a STEM career? Mm. And Maybe we just tease that for a later episode because I think we could have a whole conversation um, because STEM is becoming, you know, like this big buzzword in education, but it's also tied to STEM careers. So, yeah. Ooh. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Let's leave that one hanging for the next, next okay. time. So uh, let us know. Give us an email or a comment if you have questions about STEM careers or other ones that we could tie into the next episode. Comment with what you think defines a STEM career. But until then, STEM space out. Do you have a question about STEM education or how to teach it? Email us at info at vivifystem.com. We would love to help and maybe even discuss it on a future podcast episode.